The word God gave us this morning is let your delight be your fulfillment. And the reason I believe God gave us this word is because today there's just so many people are trying to find self-fulfillment in things that are not um, valuable. They're not lasting. They're, they're temporal. And these temporal things don't always help us. They're not always going to uh, um, support our long-term goals or our future with our families and our friends. And so we, we, we lean to sex in the wrong way. We lean to, we lean to drugs as a, as a temporal uh, uh, um, pill for us to receive what we need for that temporal moment. We, 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 we lean to uh, negative personalities and negative, negative individuals who are about the wrong things because they're funny. It's, it's funny to laugh about some, some, some of the things that's happening in the world, but we know that these people are wrong. We know that they're not healthy for us. You know, we lean towards certain practices that is unhealthy, that is not good for us. And so where we're trying to make ourselves feel better. We're trying to feel that, feel that self-fulfillment that is missing in our life. However, what the world don't realize is that the original state of man of happiness came from God. We have uh, watered down, we have sifted away the things of God. And so when we looking for happiness, it's hard to find because we're trying to find it in things that are not of God, that doesn't pertain to God. And when you're looking for things that don't pertain to God, then you can't find the satisfaction that's within, within yourself. And so we, we, we wander around as almost in derision or almost in a crazy sense, crazy sense because we are looking to find something that's within us, but don't realize it's there. See, when God came into the world, he came and planted himself in us. So let me explain. I want you guys to go to Genesis. The first chapter of the Bible. And even in the very first uh, chapter, you will find in verse 3, where God is finding his own fulfillment. He's seeking his own fulfillment because he wants to be happy. And in, make, in making us, he was happy. So let me explain. In Genesis, the first chapter, the third verse, it says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning was the first day. I want you guys to go to Genesis, the, um, the first chapter, reading at the 26th verse. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, 
over the birds of the air and the cattle, over all the earth. I'm going to stop right there. So I, I, I broke down or we, we read that God started with light. Then he worked his all his way. And now he's already made fish. He's already made man. You know, he's, he's creating all these things. Why is he doing these things? He's doing it because it makes him happy. And when he did what he did, he made good. Everything he created, he said it was good. And he separated these things, darkness and, 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 and from light and light from darkness because he believed it was good. And so everything in this world that God created was for his good pleasure. And so when, when we as men separate ourselves from God, then we separate ourselves from what is good. And that's the problem. And that's why we can't find fulfillment or delight in the things of God. So let's let's go back to where we was reading. Mm -hmm. And it says right here. So he God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and sea, over the birds in the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now I want you to go to verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made, and in, indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning was the sixth day. So what happened on the seventh day? God rested because he worked to fulfill his happiness. Everything he put his hand to was to make himself happy in what was good. Now, sin came and entered into the world and corrupted that. When, when, when man began to disobey God, sin entered the world. In disobedience, man fell from the grace of God. And then from there, God sent his son Jesus to bring us back to him. You see? Because that was good to him. Because if you remember in the very beginning and you read chapter one and chapter two and you go on to chapter three, you will find that God, it disappointed God that he created man. It, 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 it grieved him that he created man. It even grieved God that, that Adam and Eve touched what was uh, forbidden in the garden. He was upset because they disobeyed his command. And then when anytime we disobey what God calls us to do, told us to do, we are entering into sin. It becomes sin and sin enters into the world. And that disobedience is a separation from God. And when there's, when there's separation, there's darkness. When there's separation, there's no happiness. There's frustration. All the things, all the anxieties, all the, the different emotional things that happens in the world is because of a separation from God. Because sin entered somewhere and, and disobedience entered somewhere and now we're separated from God in some instance. And the only way to get back to the things that, that makes us feel good is to give back to the creator. You have to give back to God, the originator of all things. 
and then you find happiness, then you find peace, then you find love, then you find restoration. But as long as we keep wandering around looking for it in the wrong place, we're going to stay confused. We're going to stay confounded and we'll never receive the good things that God has called us to have. So I want you guys really quickly, I want you to go to um, Matthew, the, the 12th chapter. And God looks at man, and the reason why we're going to Matthew, because God has, God looks at man as his best creation. Out of all the things that was created in the world, man is his best creation. And what he found and what he placed in man because if you read, read in Genesis, the first chapter, God blew his life into Adam. So he know he play, placed his essence into Adam. So he know what Adam was all about. He knows what man was all about, what woman was created from, how he created woman. Everything he created was good. And so in Matthew, the 12th chapter, you will find in verse 33... Verse 33, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. This is Jesus Christ speaking and he's speaking about the person, the man, the individual. And he's saying either make the tree good because I'd rather it be good. I'd rather you do the right thing. Because in goodness, you're going to find all these good things that's going to happen to you. Or just make the tree bad. At least I can understand what I'm dealing with. At least there's a separation. At least there's a choice in mind. But don't stay in between. And so he keeps on reading and he keeps on saying, he says, For a tree is known by its fruit. And he's talking to um, the um, some uh, Sadducees and Pharisees who who doubted him at the time. So he comes back and he says, "Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." So if you look at that, he's saying that how could you, being evil, speak good things when out of your mouth? Out of the abundance of your heart, wickedness comes out of you. See, your actions and your behaviors and everything that you do in life is based on what's inside of you. It's what comes out of you that corrupts you. It's not what goes into you. So you can put everything into you, but what you do is going to corrupt you. You see, and he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. This is why people get connected with the wrong individuals. It's easy to hook up and link up because your ways is just like them. It makes sense until you separate yourself from what is dark, you cannot see clearly what is good. But if you realize what God had already did from the beginning, he made you good. 
You were created in his, in his image, so you are the good thing of God. And you can't see clearly until you separate yourself from darkness, then you're able to see the good. Then it says, but I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. See, see, people, what Jesus is saying is that it's one thing to have an action and your behaviors as being wrong. But when you put your words on it, it basically says that's the stamp of approval that says it's finished. I, that's how I believe. You can't tell me anything. Don't tell me nothing about Jesus. Don't tell me nothing about uh, Christianity. I don't want no part about that. I don't want nothing to do with God. You're putting your stamp of approval for what's inside you. And when we fellowship with unbelievers, this is what we get. You cannot expect something good to come out of something that's evil. You can only expect something good to come out of something that is good or be the good. Because the Bible says you either be, Jesus says you either be good or be evil. But he rather the choice. And so what are we trying to fulfill by being around individuals, by partaking in things of this world that's not like God? We're trying to find self-fulfillment. We're trying to feel good, just like eating candy. It's one thing to eat a Snickers or a Twix. And he's like, my goodness, it tastes good. You get a sugar rush. You feeling good after eating that candy. And mm, 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 you already had a whole candy. Now, what happens if you go get another candy, another Twix? You said, I know I'm doing the wrong thing here, but I'm going to go ahead and eat this other Twix because it tastes so good. And before you know it, you're starting to feel a little sick. You're getting a little sugar high. Now you go on and get another candy. Now you throwing up later because you had too much of something that was too wrong for you. You see, and the body is made just like that. But guess what? Sin is just like that. It does you the exact same way. It makes you crave it. It makes you want it. It makes you go after it. And now you're going after the things which is not right. And now because of it, now you're feeling sick. Now you're feeling, you're feeling not good inside. You have this unsatisfaction because you didn't get the real substance that you needed for your body. The real substance was real food. You needed something that was going to be good for you, not something that was going to be bad for you. And so that's the difference when we seek the things that's of this world. So let your delight, what you delighting, what you going after, what you, what, you, what, what you believe in, everything that you are about, let that be your fulfillment. What am I saying? I'm saying you may have to choose. You have to choose what kind of happiness you want. But I'm going to guarantee you, the Bible tells me clearly, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So you can seek the things of this world. Nobody say you can't do that. That is your choice. Adam and Eve had an opportunity from Jacob, from Moses, from Noah. You can go down the, the, the road from King David and every situation and every person somewhere they made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. However, I will tell you this. Your 
what you, what you do in the end is what matters. Who you become in the end is what matters. So what you do in the very beginning, the, the foundation you create in this life is very, very important for your internal, your eternal wealth, your eternal value, where you plan to be lasting in the future. Where do you plan to be? What kind of person you plan to be? What kind of family you like to have? What kind of children you like to have? What kind of, what kind of lifestyle you want to have? So let your delight be your fulfillment. And I'm going to tell you today, as I stand here as a man of God, my fulfillment is God. My fulfillment is in the things of God. My fulfillment is in the things of Jesus Christ. I let those things be my fulfillment and everything else is secondary. Then it goes on. I want you guys to um, read Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms, and we're just about done. Psalms 37. It says in verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to stop right there. The problem with the world today, they don't trust that the things of God is good. They don't trust that what God gives them will reap blessings, goodness, the things that they want. They trust in the things that they see. They trust in the world. And so that's why they have a hard time submitting to God. But King David in verse 37 in verse, I'm sorry, chapter 37 and verse 3, he says, trust in the Lord. See, that's the first thing. You trust in the Lord, and then you're able to do good. Amen. You, you cannot do that unless you trust in God. And then he says, as you dwell in the land, that's talking about the land we are right now. Feed on his faithfulness. Because God will show up because you trust in him. His faithfulness will be known. It will not be disguised. You will see miracles. And guess what? The Bible said, and Jesus Christ said, signs and wonders shall follow you. Then he goes on and said, delight yourself also in the Lord. To delight, that means give yourself to it. To, 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 be, to, uh, to infuse yourself. Surround yourself in the things of God. And he says, commit your way. Oh, I'm sorry. He says, when you do that, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Whatever desire that's in your heart shall come to pass. Why? Because you trust him. Because you delight yourself in him. This is the word. Then he says, commit your way to the Lord. 
trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So he says, don't just delight in him. Don't just just trust in him, but commit your way that he is God, that he will do it. Do not leave from that. And God himself will bring whatever desire you need to pass. Then it goes on to say, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the, as the light. Remember at the very beginning how God created the light and he separated the light from darkness? Well, David is saying he shall bring forth your righteousness. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you made. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you trust in God and he shall bring forth your righteousness as the sunlight. He shall bring it out as the light and your justice as the noonday. He's going to justify you. He's going to bless you. He's going to bring it to pass. Then he says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because a lot of times we're, as we're waiting, as we're believing God, we see evildoers prospering around us. And it's very easy to get involved because they're already prospering. But you have to remember, they chose their way. They chose the evil way. He says, I'd rather you be good or I'd rather you be evil. So you have to think, well, who's blessing them? The prince of the air. The devil himself of this world is blessing them. Because he even told Jesus he would bless him. Because he said, I'll give you everything that you see if you bow before me. And Jesus had to rebuke him. So when you see people in this world getting blessed, don't think that they're getting blessed by God. The devil's just under, in, 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 the, in the backgrounds, uh, behind the scenes, trying not to be exposed as the devil. He wants God to get the glory, but he is working his wickedness. This is the same thing he did with Adam and Eve at the tree. The same thing. He's trying to be like God. He's trying to show himself like God. I can do the same works of God. So it goes on. It says, because of man who brings wickedness. I'm sorry. Do not fret because of him who prosper in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm for evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. If you look at every man of God in the Bible, that this is a true statement. Every man of God, every woman of God who sought God, believed in him and trusted in him, they inherited the earth. And not just them, their children as well. God blessed them royally while they was here. Could you imagine the blessing in heaven? Now, with all these good things and all these things, even David's telling us what to do, how to trust in him, how to delight in him. What can we do now? What can we do now to make sure we're following God? We're delighting in him. I want you guys to turn to 2 Chronicles. This is the last chapter. 2 Chronicles, the seventh chapter. 
And I want you to look at verse 14. Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14. And it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin." And heal their land. So you want to know how to delight in God? I'll read it again. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I call this, mess, this, this passage greens and cornbread. Greens is praying. Because when you begin to pray, it's good for you. It, 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 greens is a healthy, it, it, it restores you. It gives you iron. It gives you vitality. It heals the body. There's healing in the leaf. The Bible says that when we pray, this is what God is looking for. And he says, seek my face. Well, that's the bread. That's the word of God. In order to know who God is, you're going to have to seek him. You're going to have to read his word. So that's your greens and that's your cornbread. You're seeking by reading and you're praying every day. And that's your greens. And it says, seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. See, uh, there's a lot of men of God that do this. Even I have fell short of this. Were you seeking God and you're you're uh, uh, praying but you didn't turn fully away from your wicked ways. See, it's it's a combination of it all. And this is why a lot of pastors and ministers get caught up in sin and they fall because they don't turn off. They don't cut it off. The things that are wicked in life. So it's not just good to have your greens and cornbread to pray and read God's word, but you should be cutting off the things that are wicked. And if people in your life is wicked, if there's things in your life that causes you to sin, cut it off. Then I will hear from heaven. Because God is looking for the behavior to line up that you believe. You can't say you trust in him until you do these things. You can't say you align with God until you do these things. And he says, I will forgive your sin. Why? Because your behavior told me so. Your, your, your actions show it to be so. That you are repentive. And that you do seek him and that you do love him and that you do trust in him. And he said he will heal your land. It doesn't matter what state that you're in. I don't care your family messed up. Your, 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 uh, 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 your job is messed up. You know, your relationships with friends is messed up. God said he will restore it all. 
He will heal it all. If you think about anything about Job, he lost it all. He went through everything. God replaced, and I hate to say this, wife, children, and all blessings tenfold. God blessed this man for the suffering that he had. But he believed God. The difference of Job is that he trusted in God. That's why God was even able to test him for the believer's sake. So we can use him as a testament that we trust in God. God will back us. He will restore us. He will heal us. And the word says right here, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive sin and heal their land. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks for this opportunity that you've given us to pray, Lord, to seek you, Lord, to turn from our wicked ways, Lord. Oh, God, forgive our sins, God. Heal our land, Lord, that, Father God, we may enter into your goodness, into your right standing, Lord, and become the people you have called us to be. We ask you, God, to wash us from sin and purge us from unrighteousness and help us to stand. Bless our goings and our comings, our families, and everything concerning us. We ask these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen.